G'day, love you, friend, and welcome to the DQMH podcast, episode one. DQMH is a popular tool for the graphical programming language LabVIEW. And in this first episode, I'll be giving you a short introduction into DQMH. And in subsequent episodes, we'll be interviewing the likes of Delacour, the creators of DQMH, followed by a discussion with every DQMH trusted advisor in turn. Here, you'll get a chance to learn more about the origins of DQMH, what it takes to put DQMH together, and why the trusted advisors use DQMH as their framework of choice. So what's my story? My name is Chris Farmer. I run a small LabVIEW consulting firm called Wired In Software based in Melbourne, Australia. I've been using LabVIEW for more than half my life. I started using it as a graduate engineer in the late 90s and I've never really looked back. The inspiration for this podcast series is for one, to get me out of my comfort zone and to help give something back to the LabVIEW community that has helped me so much over the years. I especially owe a debt of gratitude to Delacour for creating DQMH and providing us with so much support in the early days. Without them, my LabVIEW development would be antiquated and inefficient and probably not viable. It's opened up opportunity. We now have the capability to deliver high quality large applications as a result. I've been a pretty passive community member for most of my career but in the past couple of years, I've realized that it's the people who share their experience and give up their time to contribute to the community that makes it extra special to be a part of it. So for the past couple of years, I've been organizing the local LabVIEW user group, and I recently got to be a part of the VI Week conference, which was daunting but exhilarating at the same time. And now I'm trying my hand at a podcast. I'm certainly jumping in the deep end with this one, but thankfully the guests that you'll meet are pretty good at what they do and tell their story with confidence. So hopefully you'll be paying attention to them and not me fumbling about. I'm particularly motivated by the lack of LabVIEW-based podcasts. I love VI shots and quick drop podcasts uh, and the YouTube series like the LabVIEW champion interviews from Ram and Tom McQuillan's The Excellent Adventure channel that he has, but I'm desperate to hear more. So I figured I'd be part of the solution. I hope these episodes will provide you with some value. Whilst DQMH is very much the central theme here, it's also about general LabVIEW, software engineering, and how a handful of NI Alliance partners and DQMH trusted advisors can bring value to their customers in their own unique ways. So firstly, what is LabVIEW? NI LabVIEW stands for Laboratory Virtual Instrument Engineering Workbench a product from NI that's central to their entire platform. It's a software development tool that's been around since the mid eighties. It's a full blown programming language and it's fantastic for automated testing, measurement systems, control, image processing and complex integrated systems. The coding canvas is graphical, i.e. it's not textual. You draw your code, you don't write it. It's a lot more visual and you get a bird's eye view of what's going on. This approach tends to resonate well with engineers and scientists. You can see the data flow through the program. LabVIEW can run in multiple environments, Windows, Linux, Linux real-time, Xilinx FPGAs, smart cameras, uh, as well as Raspberry Pis, and, and a few more. 
As of 2020, Love You Community Edition is a free download for non-commercial use. If you're slightly curious, jump on ni.com and search for LabVIEW Community Download and get playing. It's a lot of fun. LabVIEW is special because it connects the user directly to the physical sensor all in one package, which I think is why it's so much fun to program in it. It's end-to-end, and you can now go one step further with it and deploy LabVIEW to the web. If you're brand new to LabVIEW, then I suggest you jump on YouTube and watch a few introductory videos to get familiar with it. This podcast is going to assume that you are a LabVIEW user already. Next up, what is DQMH exactly? DQMH stands for Dalacor Queued Message Handler. Dalacor are a LabVIEW consulting firm and NI Alliance partner based in Austin, Texas, led by LabVIEW champion Fabiola Dalacueva. DQMH is a registered trademark of Dalacor LLC and they first created it back in 2014. DQMH is based on the NIQMH project template for LabVIEW. The queued message handler is a design pattern for NI LabVIEW. It's well documented by NI and is a sample project out of the box. A great starting point for LabVIEW developers. It's something you should go learn more about. So the Dalacor queued message handler uses the QMH as its inspiration but adds a bunch of scripting tools on top to help automate your development and make it easier to expand your application and encourages best practice in software development too. The QMH can be seen as a single module application with multiple parallel loops. A DQMH application has one or more modules, each with their own loops. This makes it more scalable. Communication between modules is then done through dynamic events. I kind of think of it as QMH++. DQMH is free to download. Simply jump on vipm.io and search for DQMH and press the download button. While you're there, check out the other packages as recommended by the DQMH trusted advisors. DQMH is a framework for LabVIEW. Now by framework, I mean that it's a foundation on which LabVIEW developers can use to get a leg up in building an application that takes advantage of a lot of good LabVIEW programming practices. The tool that ships with DQMH help you do this. The tools based on NI LabVIEW VI scripting auto-create LabVIEW code. So specifically, it auto-creates DQMH modules, events, and API testers. A DQMH module is the fundamental building block of DQMH. A DQMH module is created by using the add new module menu option from the tools. You simply give it a name, a location, a template to start from, and a customized icon background and away you go. Once a module is created, it takes the form of a LabVIEW library and an API tester VI added to your existing project. On disk, a new directory is created under libraries with all necessary files for that module located within the subfolder. Each DQMH module has a main VI, and this main.vi takes the form of a queued message handler design pattern. Essentially, you have two parallel loops, one to handle events and another to handle the message queue. It's ready built, applying good programming practices and concepts like error handling, user events, and careful access scope is applied to the building blocks within the library. 
Out of the box, this code is ready to run. It won't do anything that is application specific yet, but you can run the module. You can also fire up your API tester VI and run or stop the module, show or hide the panel, simulate some basic actions to demonstrate that it's working. By creating a DQMH module, you're building on the shoulders of giants in terms of what you are using as your software starting point. So once you've created your DQMH module, you'll want to actually customize it to make it actually do something specific. This is where events come in. Events are where you make your code specific to the application you're creating. Once again, use the tools from the Delacore menu to create new events. Events are a way to call our module to action, to request it to perform something, or to request data from it perhaps. The module can generate its own events called broadcasts, where it can notify calling code without being solicited, removing the need for polling by the calling code. There are four types of events you can create. First one is request. The calling code would request the module to do something. The second one, request and wait for reply. As above, but the module returns a notification when it has completed the request. The third one is a broadcast. This is where the module can broadcast an event from inside the module to its calling code. The final event type is a round trip. It's kind of like the request and wait for reply event, but a broadcast event is also generated once the request has been completed. Each time you create an event, the scripting tools update the module to include the automatic handling of the new event and update the API tester VI to also have a case for calling or receiving the new event. A request style event comes in the form of a new VI in the public API, something that calling code can call to trigger the event. The broadcasts come in the form of a sub-VI that is called internally by the module and is therefore private. The API tester is a handy tool for helping test the module. The intent is to keep this up to date as you create your events and develop your code. Each new event can be tested straight away with the API tester. So later, during integration and debugging, the API tester can help isolate problems or be used as a sniffer to help see where problems are occurring. So what are the key features of the DQMH framework? Number one, scripting tools to auto-generate modules, events, and the API tester. This can't be underestimated how powerful this is. Feature number two, a validation tool is also supplied, which allows you to confirm your code is up to date if you transition from one DQMH version to another. Number three, a tool to create a real-time tester for when using DQMH in LabVIEW real-time applications. Feature four, self-documenting code. As you continue to create code, comments are built into the tools. So you're encouraged to document your events and your modules as you go. Feature five, the API tester helps you to test modules in isolation and debug code. This can be particularly handy when you're debugging executables. Feature six, create clonable modules. Where you need to have more than one module of the same type running in parallel. For instance, let's say you had two devices with the same serial interface. Create a clonable module for one device and simply run two instances of the same module and have each instance talk to a device each. Feature seven, 
ability to create your own template as a starting point for your own modules. So here you can customize how you want your your modules to operate and, and look. And you simply create some templates based on that and use those. Feature eight, sample project template that comes as part of the install uh, is a great starting point for a data logging application. Feature nine, test and examples. Feature 10, complete documentation available online. Feature 11, a growing set of supporting tools. OpenGDS, for instance, is looking to allow creation of design and code using the UML modeler. Antidoc is a comprehensive code documentation tool. You're going to hear about more of that in an upcoming episode. There are also some open source code modules that are starting to be available on GitHub, uh, available for reuse in your application. You'll also hear a bit more about that in an upcoming episode. So what are the key benefits of DQMH? Well, they include one, it's free to download and use. Two, it's becoming a very widely accepted tool across industry. Three, it's continuing to be improved and updated, making it more reliable and productive over time. Four, it's an excellent choice for parallel development in teams. If you've got more than one person in your team, then splitting the work up into modules is a big plus. Each person can take care of their own module and minimize trotting on each other's toes as the code is being developed. It's really a huge plus for getting code up and going ASAP and can speed up development. Five, save time by taking advantage of the scripting tools that auto-generate code. Makes extending a module or an application quite straightforward. Six, makes your code more scalable, extensible, and maintainable. Seven, lift your application up to utilize well-tested code. Eight, support for DQMH is widespread. You've got Delacore, you've got the DQMH Trusted Advisors, you've got the community forum on ni.com, and even ni can support DQMH-based code. Nine, active and well-supported online community and Benefit number 10, the DQMH Trusted Advisors Network and Delacore are available for paid engagement to help train and bring you up to a high level of proficiency as quickly as possible. So when should you use DQMH? Well, if you ask me, always. I don't see why you wouldn't use it, unless you're maintaining an existing bit of code that has an adequate framework in place already. If you're using another framework already, let's say it's JKI or Active Framework, well then you might prefer to stick with that and not use DQMH. But that's not to say that DQMH can't work side by side with these other frameworks. You simply create a DQMH module to do its part and then it's not that difficult to integrate it in. But for new applications or beginner programmers, starting with DQMH is a great choice because you're taking advantage of so many things, already proven and tested And with the scripting tools, you can accelerate your development. Even if you just have to create one module, this is enough of a reason to use it. If you want to learn more, catch my VI Week 2020 presentation, Eight Reasons for Encapsulating Your Next Device Driver in a DQMH Module. It's available on YouTube. It goes through why you would use it in more detail, even if it's just for one module. 
But where DQMH really comes into its own is when you need multiple tasks to occur in parallel, often at different rates. Add to this when your application has multiple user interfaces that need to be running as well. So how do you learn DQMH? To learn DQMH, you have a number of options. For starters, pop over to the Delacore DQMH help pages online. There is a how to learn section in there. But for me, I learned it by watching the available videos on Delacore's YouTube page to start with. Then I did a comprehensive read of the DQMH help online, mixed in with plenty of playing and experimentation as I went. I finished off with achieving the DQMH badge. Delacore have plenty of great starting videos and Tom McQuillan has some great introductory videos on his YouTube channel as well. If you want to fast track things, contact Delacore for some personal training and SAS workshops run regular online and in-person DQMH training courses as well. You'll hear more about that in an upcoming episode. And the trusted advisors can also offer custom training packages where the training takes into consideration your organization's pressing project and uses that as part of the learning. And of course, you can hear about the tools in great detail right here on the DQMH podcast. So that's a wrap for the DQMH introduction episode. I hope I've given you enough info to inspire you to go and learn more about it if you're not already a user. I hope the subsequent episodes of this podcast will give you plenty of value and insight. Please let me know how we're going. I'm no experienced podcaster and I'm usually an introverted engineer, but I hope by doing this I can bring value to the community and a little bit of entertainment. In the next episode, we're going to be talking to Delacour founder and owner Fabiola Delacueva. Fab's going to give us a, an interesting insight into the history of DQMH and give us a peek into their product development process too. We'll follow that up with plenty of other interviews with the other DQMH trusted advisors. So that's it for this episode. Please like and subscribe, leave a comment. I'll chat to you in the next episode. Stay safe.